You're listening to the Biz Women Rock podcast, and this is a special series celebrating mompreneurs. going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kermitzos. If you are growing a purpose-driven business, are an action taker, and are strategic about the growth of your business, then this is the podcast for you. And if you want to be around other women just like you who are on fire to grow their companies to make a big impact in this world, then go join the Biz Women Rock Elite. This is a private membership filled with women just like you who are action takers, who are ready to do great things and want to be around the right education and the right people who can help each other rise together. Registration is officially open, so go reserve your spot before the doors shut. Go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash elite membership. What's going on? I am so excited to be back to this weekly show after I took a little bit of a break. And mostly I took the break because I had flooded you with 10 different shows that were part of the Podcasting for Your Business series. By the way, if you have not had a chance to listen to all of those, please make sure you do. They are amazing. Some really great guests there. Well, between then and now, I have since attended PodFest, which is what I had talked a lot about during that series. And I'm just going to tell you this one great thing about it that I learned about Biz Women Rock. Number one, the entire event was magical. So if you have any desire to get into podcasting or you are a podcaster, you absolutely need to go and sign up for next year. Um, But here's the little lesson that I learned. If you are a leader of a community, or if you have people who follow you and you are providing content for them, you are someone that they love getting information from, meet up with them in person as often as possible. And it's so funny because I almost was anti this because my local company, that's all we did. It was an in-person community. So when I started Biz Women Rock, I was actually like, no, I want to just do the virtual thing. And now I've had a couple of opportunities through the retreat, through a meetup that I had last year, and now through being able to have an in-person private mastermind for Biz Women Rock ladies at PodFest, and then just the opportunity to hang out with them and get to know them better one-on-one. I'm going to tell you what, it glues the relationship between you and your community members. So if you have an opportunity at all to meet in person with those that you serve, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, that was my little lesson. So I'm so happy to be back. There are so many great things coming up. As you heard in the introduction, the Biz Women Rock Elite membership is officially open for registration. You can go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash elite membership to learn a little bit more about what it's all about. But here's what you need to know. These are the two main things you need to know about it. As a founding member of the elite, you are going to be surrounded by the action takers of all action takers. These are your sisters in business. These are the women just like you who are super serious about growing their companies. They're smart enough to know that they don't know it all, and they want to learn from each other so that they can raise each other up. 
The second thing is the education. You will have access to targeted and very specialized education in here that is not available anywhere else that will give you exactly what you need to go and produce results in your business. Masterclasses with the experts, case studies with your fellow members, live Q&A sessions with me, an ever-expanding toolbox for all members, and so much more. Registration for the Biz Women Rock Elite is only open temporarily. So make sure you go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash elite membership and go register today. Now let's start the show. Liz Torgovnik is the chief creative officer for Sequence Events. They are an events production company housed in New York City. They have been around for five years and they do incredible event experiences for their clients. I was lucky enough to get introduced to Liz back in the summer of 2016 because she became a client of mine. And I'm so excited to bring her story to you today because one of the very first things that we began working on together was the fact that she was coming back into the workforce after she had been on maternity leave after having her very first daughter, Rosie. During this interview, Liz shares about some of the things that she did to prepare for taking some time off in her business after having her daughter, some of the biggest challenges that she had when she came back into working full time, and how she had to completely restructure her schedule and her attitude towards mastering her own schedule in order for it to really allow her to do everything now that she wanted to do as a mom and as a business owner. She is an incredible woman and has lots of great wisdom to share about how to get in a flow as a mompreneur. So let's get into our conversation with Liz. Liz, what's going on, girl? Hey, Katie, how are you? I'm so excited to have you on the show. <laughs> I can't, I can't even believe it. It's a dream come true. I'm like a giddy little girl right now. So um, <laughs> as a quick setup so that you listening understand, Liz, I've had the honor of being able to be a coach for Liz Oh my gosh, since mid 2016. Yeah. So I feel like I have had this really intimate part of your journey, specifically as a mompreneur, since we're talking mompreneurship today. It's been so exciting for me. So when I was planning out this particular series, you're one of the first people that came into my mind. I was like, I really would love Liz to share her experience here. So thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my gosh, this is just so wonderful. And yeah, you've been integral to my journey back into the office. So uh, this is perfect. Nice. Okay, so I want to set a backdrop for everyone listening so that they really understand all the answers to the questions that we're going to get to about business and babies. So can you first explain a little bit about Sequence Events and about what you do there and how long you've been around? So I'm the Chief Creative Officer of Sequence Events. We're a strategic planning, production, and design agency. As many of you out there do, I wear a lot of hats here. But when we first got started, we, we just celebrate our fifth anniversary, which is really exciting for us. But when I first got started, I kind of did most of our event planning production and sort of, we were kind of a three person team, myself and my two business partners, we spun off from another agency. So the three of us really pushed through every single thing we did and all of the the clients that came with us from our old agency. And it was busy, but we loved it. And then, you know, as the team started to grow over the course of the last five years, my role most specifically has changed so much to, you know, managing things a little bit more big picture and starting to look at systems from the outside and, and all of those things. And 
And what was happening to me, certainly before I had children, was that I was just at work 24 hours a day <laughs> on some level. So, you know, I always said I would be in the office until, you know, six o'clock. And once everybody else left is when I could actually get started with my work, um, <laughs> which, which actually worked for me at the time. My husband was a, was a chef for years. And so I had no one to really go home to. No one was waiting for me. So in some ways, it was a blessing. It really allowed me to focus on my work and to excel. And now, like I said, you know, I have two business partners who I've worked with for a long time. And, and they certainly saw that in me, someone that they wanted to start a business with. Um, and then as I started thinking more and more about having children, and now that I have a almost one-year-old, it's just, you know, the way that I work has had to completely change, you know, first with thinking about being out on maternity leave and how things were going to run without me. And then second, coming back into work and just having that priority, you know, having my daughter and my husband at home and wanting to get back to them, but also wanting to focus on the business and make sure that things are going really well. So those have been the new the sort of the new balance challenges that I've had. Well, I want to focus in on both of those aspects, sort of the before and the prep for our beautiful little Rosie um, and um, and also the after effect, because that is where I was really able to pick up and kind of be a part of what was going on for you. So talk a little bit about what you did, maybe, you know, just a little bit about what you did to prepare to go out onto maternity leave. I mean, you knew that you were going to have a baby. How long did you work and what were you doing to prepare so that you could actually take some time away from the business? Yeah. And this was sort of interesting because, you know, starting Sequence five years ago was my first experience owning a company. I'd never done it before and, and having partners made that absolutely you know necessary. One of my partners is a woman and she had two children. So she was a great model of, you know, showing how much she put her family first in a lot of ways. And it's so funny because I feel like to some degree, I didn't understand where she was coming from, from a lot of her decisions early on. And now I have so much more respect for it. And, and I've really appreciated how much she puts her family first, but also the business first. And, and so she's been a really good role model for me in that in a lot of ways, but, you know, certainly looking ahead to knowing I wanted to have children, but also feeling like the business was my firstborn. It was looking at what I was doing day to day and thinking about what is it that I do that somebody else could do and that I'd be okay with somebody else doing. And, you know, what, where I was able to look at my role and say, okay, the event production, which, you know, production has a lot of meetings for a lot of people, but for us, it meant sort of the onstage elements, the scripting, the runs of show, the audiovisual communication, and then bringing on the staff to sort of run all of that day of. Um, I loved, loved, loved doing that. And it was something I really learned on the job because it was something I was interested in from a young age. And I had great people teaching me how to do it. But it had become, by the time I was really ready to, to start thinking about kids, an entire second job for me. And I could just see so clearly that the right person could come in and really take that chunk off my plate. And I could manage that person and make sure things were done the, the, the quote, the right <laughs> uh, way. But I could see somebody coming in and doing that. So the first step was, okay, who is that person? What's the job description? And then I was really lucky that we, we found someone really great to come in. And I was able to work with her for almost a full year before I was out so that when I went out, I felt really comfortable that it was in the right hands. Okay. So then you left, you had Rosie. How long did you take to come back into the workforce? And I guess this is sort of a pre-question pre before that. 
did you ever have a moment right after she was born that you were like, I don't know if I want to go back or yes, I absolutely want to go back. Where was your mind back then in those first couple of months after giving birth as it relates to the work? Yeah. You know, it's such an interesting question. And I was, I was giving myself the room to decide what kind of person I would be. Cause I definitely had heard the experience of people being like, I can't wait to get back. And, and part of me almost felt like I would be one of those people that I would be like, ah, oh, counting down the days or like checking my email in the middle of the night and doing all that stuff. And when I was out, I think partially because my, my partners were so amazing. My team was so amazing. Everyone, I felt really comfortable with where things were. I barely remembered <laughs> the company. <laughs> and again, I feel so lucky that I was able to really disconnect. I deleted, you know, I, I didn't delete anything, but I, I took my calendar and my emails off my phone, which I was attached to. It was like, wow, my side. that I mean, is I awesome. Removed, <laughs> it was huge. I removed them from my phone during maternity leave so that if I needed to check in, I had to actually get my laptop out, grab my power cord. Cause it was always dead whenever I opened it. And I actually had to like, say, this is work time. And so for me, I actually did not do that as much as I thought I would do. And people had really taken ownership over their projects. So when I opened up my inbox, it was wasn't even fully packed with things. Like people were really great about being selective about what to share with me. And in some cases I would just send emails like, how's it going? And <laughs> Hello. And it's great and super. And, you know, so people really kind of gave me the freedom to, to be out, which I loved. And so I took, I took my three months and I enjoyed every single day. And yeah, at the end of three months, I really did wish I had an extra month. And, you know, in retrospect, like it, I think it still would have been nice to have that extra month. And I also think it would have been just as hard to come back after at, that extra month. Right. But, you know, th they're so at three months is like when they're just really waking up from that third, you know, that fourth trimester thing, which is so true. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I, and I was having the time of my life because I was taking my, you know, type A event planning personality and applying <laughs> it to like momdom. <laughs> and I was like, I was, I was like out and about. I was, I was organizing field trips. I was like going to new mom groups. I was having play dates. I was just like all over the place. And it was, I was having literally the time of my life. So going back was extra hard for that reason. I was coming back. It was July. And so I knew in my heart, I was like, I'm going to take Fridays off for the rest of the summer, like off, off. And I did that. So I was able to kind of extend a little bit that way. I, I tried to just make the most of it. And it, you know, so I feel pretty happy about sort of how much I took off and, and how I took off time. What were your biggest challenges coming back in? You have a situation where a lot of the women listening right now either kind of are their own bosses, meaning like they are the owner of the company and whether they're working with their team or not, you have a partnership, you have two partners that you work with. And so that's a whole different aspect of conversation and communication that you need to have. So what were some of the major struggles that you had when you actually like did show up to work and you're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely, I felt like definitely a, a you know, the rust had to kind of get scraped off a little bit. You know, it was tricky because for me too, it became this, who am I moment a little bit, you know, not only who am I as a working mother, but who am I as a mother? Who am I as, you know, Liz, the chief creative officer of sequence and what's been going on for the last three months. And did people miss me or, you know, could I have contributed in that three months? And, you know, so there was a little bit of that. And there was also the sense that, okay, some of the people here have known me for 10, you know, 10, 12 years. And they know that I used to be this like amazing rock star who like worked 24 hours a day. And some people 
people are new and don't necessarily, you know, haven't necessarily seen me. They've seen me in my like pregnant, like, oh God, like I'm falling asleep at my desk kind of state. <laughs> so there was a sense of like, oh gosh, like are people going to think I'm like the lazy new mom? And and I, I hate to say that, but I have to because I've sort of perceived that before. And you were actually really helpful in helping me sort of work through that and, you know, talking to my old self and sort of forgiving myself. And also to some degree saying, you know what, some people are going to maybe have that perception. Maybe in 10 years, those people will understand when they have their first child and are adjusting to the situation and I'll get some forgiveness from them 10 years from now. And some people aren't going to get it. And I just have to be okay with that. And I really did sort of fight that battle. And I'm not saying I don't feel that anymore, but I really was able to let that part of it go, the the outside perception part. Mm. And then the other side of it was just how do I make the most of the time that I have here? And what's what's funny to me as well is like what actually drove me to to you specifically, but but more generally to the idea of coaching. So the person that I mentioned who is just we had a really wonderful working relationship and I have the utmost respect for her. She, you know, she made a comment to my partners when I was out, and, and I don't know the exact phrasing, but it was along the lines of like, wow, it's been really nice working on my own, like AKA, you know, not working with Liz for the last few months. And I tried to sort of take that beyond the face value of like, Hey, it's been not really nice working with Liz to mean a little bit more generally. It's been really nice sort of making my own decisions and not necessarily having a boss kind of looking over my shoulder, which I completely understood. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to sort of remove the personal from that as much as I could, even though like, of course my head explodes when I hear stuff like that. And (laughs) and it can certainly hurt your feelings a little bit, Right. but I tried to really pick that apart. And I've gotten feedback in my career because I'm, I was thrown into managing people in sort of a funky way. You know, all of a sudden I own a company and, you know, months before I was an employee of a sort of a larger company, I've had to learn on the job, you know, how to manage people. And, and that's gone better with certain people and, and not as well with others. And right. some of that's personality control freakness and all that. And some of that's just learning to let go, but also like establishing systems that make it possible to let go. And that's been a a couple of years in progress for me is how do I sort of train people to work in the way that is for all intents and purposes, the sequence way, AKA, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, the Liz way sort of, you know, (laughs) I initiated those, a lot of those, not to say that I, every single thing we do here is the Liz way, but it's, you know, how do I make some of this stuff process and then bring people on who trust the process. And so it was a little bit of soul searching too. And, and one of the conclusions that you really helped me with was the idea that I kind of turn into a B word when I'm backed into the corner. And I was, I, I feel like I was functioning under this sort of like emergency state for the first 10 years of my career events is a very high pressure situation, deadlines and, you know, lots of work piling up and the fact that we're an agency. So we're, you're facing the clients and having to, um, you know, we have this sort of saying that we, we don't want our clients to feel like we have other clients. So, you know, always trying to put everyone's needs first. And I was sort of functioning under this, this state of emergency for that long. And when I was in the state of emergency and people would come to me with questions, I would get, I would be bitchy. And, you know, I know that it, it wasn't that at the time I didn't realize it, but it was just sort of like, I didn't have any other coping mechanism. And one of the biggest things that you helped me with, and I, I, everyone who will listen to me, I tell them this is the idea of taking back my time, taking back my calendar yeah. and removing that state of emergency and, and really looking at each task for what it is and not sort of wasting the time kind of fretting about it. And it just, the fact that I have a team to delegate to, I've really taken myself out of that. And I think that it's really changed the way that I relate to my team. Um, I can't do everything. I don't try to do everything anymore. And I haven't necessarily asked for this feedback. I probably should, but I feel like 
I'm so much more approachable because I, I actually have made times and pockets of time for myself throughout the week to do the work that I need to do so that when someone has like a one-off question, I'm not like, what, why are you talking to me? It's like, <laughs> actually come on over. Right. Um, you know, that just makes me feel so much better about how I relate to people. And ultimately it was that sort of personality thing that drove me, drove my partners to suggest that I work with a coach. And, and ultimately what we realized together was that that was more of like a symptom of the disease and not the actual disease. Well, and I'm so glad that you're bringing this up in this experience in this particular snapshot, because I think it's relevant for the overall experience of anyone who is trying to run a business and be a mom at the same time, which is this idea of like mastering your schedule. Right. And I, I have been an entrepreneur for a long time. And I thought that that was the best personal development lesson that you could possibly teach me. And then I became a mom and an entrepreneur and I was like, <laughs> oh crap, I'm up in the game a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I, the constant question that every freaking mother in general, but most definitely working mothers get is how do you balance it all? And I'm using air quotes <laughs> right now because I think that that's a bunch of BS, Right. but truthfully, there's nothing that has forced me to being as optimally effective with every minute of my day as being a mompreneur. So uh, exactly what you're describing, you know, you experienced it in the workspace, but I would imagine that that had a massive impact on everything in your life, on who you were when you went home, because now you weren't having this like list of to-dos a mile long of what you needed to do because you were really optimal with your time at work. So yeah, I would imagine that that sort of bled into everywhere. Yeah, it really, really did. And again, one of the great um, exercises that you and I did together was the idea of looking at how much actual time I had in a week to work. And that was a really eye-opening experience because you were saying how you take time that's just Sedona time and you, or you, you know, you want, you wanted a day a week that was just a Sedona day or, you know, however it is that you structured it. And it was really interesting because I had kind of been thinking about the idea of working from home on Fridays. So even though I'm getting work done, I'm still seeing Rosie and I've been breastfeeding. I'm, I'm sort of just starting to wean off the pump. Thank goodness. But, you know, it was a really big goal of mine to do that for a year. And, and I'm, I'm basically there which is awesome. But the idea of just having one more breastfeeding day instead of pumping was really important to me. So that was why I chose to, to work from home on Fridays. And I might continue that even after breastfeeding. We'll see. But I knew that. And then I knew that I did not want to have to work every single evening after she went to bed. And I did not want to have to work over the weekend, but that I certainly would if I needed to. And so, you know, I made sure I had my MacBook Air. I would like trade it in the heavy laptop or the light laptop to make it really easy to, to go home and work, um, which was a big, actually, made, did make a big change as I commute on the subway. But then, yeah, like just the idea that now I leave the office at four, which is like the craziest thing to me. It sounds so early when I say it out loud. And I just feel like a huge slacker every single day when I'm leaving the (laughs) office at four. But I also realize I get to work almost a full hour before I used to get here. Um, you know, I'm here at like eight 30, ideally, you know, every now and then it's later, but I, I get to work at eight 30. So I'm one of the first people here. So it does not make me feel like super bad to be one of the first people to leave. And then I certainly get a lot of work done on the, on the train, both directions. And then I really am like offline you know, people can text me if they have to, but I am offline until she's in bed at like seven, seven thirty, And then usually I'll glance at things. And if there's something that needs my, my attention, I'll give it my attention. But in addition to that, I, what I would do back in the day when I get home on my own and I, you know, I'd order takeout cause my husband was at work and, and all that is I would sit down and do like two or three more hours of work often. And it would not be stuff that had to get done. It would just be like, Oh gosh, if I don't do this now, I'm going to have to do it tomorrow. And then there's going to be a million things tomorrow. And 
well, you know, on and on. Whereas now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get, this is what I'm going to get to today. And it's fine. Some of the stuff is just not urgent. If this person doesn't hear back from me for two days now, I can't be a client, but you know, a vendor or someone who wants to meet with me for informational purposes or whatever, they might not hear from me for, for two days. And I'm okay with that. Like, right. and it's hard for me to say that, but I have to be okay with that or saying, you know what, can I get that to you next week? Or can I get that to you at the end of the week? And just sort of, instead of being like, I'm going to get that to you tomorrow. Right. Maybe they don't need it tomorrow. Just being a little bit more, you know, okay with, I don't have to be the superstar who responds to everything within five minutes. Right. Liz, have you had, I'm kind of making the assumption that you have, because I sort of believe that every mompreneur has had this, but can you give us a description of a moment that you've had where you have felt the pulls of business and the pulls of being a mom in the exact same moment and like what you've done in that usually I'm assuming very chaotic and frustrating and stressful moment? Uh, yes. <laughs> it can just be really difficult when uh, I guess most importantly, when I'm with my daughter and then something comes up that kind of pulls my brain into work. So whether that's like over a weekend or, you know, sometimes we have events in the evenings or over the weekend and and so I want to be in touch. And the idea that like, you know, my, my daughter's right here and then someone's texting me and then my husband's asking me a question or, you know, my mom is texting me about something and it's just, yeah, like I just have these like mini brain explosions where, you know, it's just, you're trying to do it all in one moment. I'm, I, I'm trying to pinpoint like an exact experience, but I'm, I think it's just a, like, for me, it's almost like a little moment where just like, I have a brain explosion. So I just like, can't deal with one of these things at the same time. And I'm really lucky that now that my husband's doing real estate from home, he's around a lot more. So I can kind of do the like, all right, I have to be on this call. You're in charge of the baby, like no matter what happens for the next hour. Right. But there's certainly times where that's just not doable. And at, sort of towards the very end of my maternity leave, I was kind of coming back online with a few more things. So, you know, and when she was very young, you know, under three months, it was like a little bit more nerve wracking to kind of leave her if she was fussing. So yeah, so there's just those challenges, but I really just do try to separate it. And then again, that means that there's times where I look at my computer a couple hours later and someone had like a really important question for me that I missed and they had to proceed either without me or they had to potentially make a best guess or maybe even be late on a deadline. And then I feel horrible because yeah. it's my, it's my fault. And, um, you know, it can just feel like you're letting people down. So it's just, it's just hard to have that sense that you're ever letting anyone down. But for me, it's pretty important that it not be rosy. Yeah. Now on the opposite end of that, can you give us a description or just even a general kind of overriding theme of one of the best moments that you've had where this intersection lives of being a mom and being a business owner? You know, it's so interesting what sort of defines the success for us. I mean, for, you know, for my, for one of my business partners, you know, she's very much involved with the day to day of every single event that's sort of under her umbrella. And it makes so much sense that that be the case for her. So it's like, you know, she never wanted to step out of the day to day planning details of every single event. Whereas for me, the success actually has come in when to some degree, I'm just checking in with the team, like, how is it going? And maybe they're filling me in on some, some of the like day-to-day -day stuff that happened that I just really didn't need to weigh in on and they already solved it and it's great. And so now I can go to the client and check in and be like, Hey, how's it going? So I'm, I'm able to maintain that like sort of big picture, long-term relationship with them because I've been working with some of these people for, you know, 10 plus years. And so I want to make sure that I stay relevant as far as they're concerned with big picture concerns, but that it's very clear to them that the day-to-day -day is handled by my team and 
and they have almost as equal a sense of them as they do of me. Right. Um, so, so yeah, so I've had, you know, I've had those moments checking in with the clients where I'm like, how's it going? And they were like, oh my gosh, Aaron is amazing. And Allie is doing everything perfectly. And Jocelyn and Hallie are kicking butt. And oh my gosh, I love that Lindsay character. You know, so I'm able to really just hear the fact that my, my clients are connecting with my team, but that they also remember me <laughs> and, you know, that they very much see that big picture for me. So to me, that's just like a win, 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 you know, it's maintaining that personal connection, but it's also evolving and, gr- and growing up and, and having my clients see that means a lot to me yeah. personally. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, how about the future? Do you and your husband want to have any more kids? Oh, yes. Um, we definitely do. We'd love to have two, um, two total, one more. And yeah, I mean, to some degree, a lot of that's out of our hands. But yeah, no, I'd love to have two. And I've heard on the street from the moms who I've asked that <laughs> the transition from one to two is not nearly as crazy as the zero to one. So I feel really good about that. Rosie's been a really easy baby. I'm like knocking on wood. Um, so it's very likely that we will not be blessed with a second baby who's as good, but just, <laughs> I mean, it's just, just for me, like having gone through some of this stuff, it just, and just even the stuff that I haven't gone through, but just heard that other moms have gone through because moms are really open with each other. I, I just like yeah. loved, you know, some people who are complete strangers to me have like opened up about like so many personal things. And it's just such an amazing community that I've, I've been able to make in, in my sort of mom community through, you know, through various channels. But yeah, the idea of going into sort of the second, the second round, I'm actually stoked about, I I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since Rosie was probably about like two and a half, three months. I'm kind of like, how soon is too soon? (laughs) Um, cause just from my like type a studious side, I'm like, okay, I have, I, I've taken notes on a million things that I've done and when, and so I have my notes, which now we can bypass this first go round. Like we can go right right to the right answer, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I have my notes. And they'll, you know, there will be a test. And, and for me, it's just the idea of going into the second one without certain fears and without certain unknowns, or at the very least being able to say, okay, I know this is normal or, you know, there is no normal, but I know that I've heard that this has happened to somebody else. Just having that reference. Like I just remember giving Rosie her first bath and being so scared, like, It was a two-person job, like my, you know, uh, my husband was there. Drop I was like, you know, you're like holding your breath and you're so nervous. And I'm like, now just giving her, giving the second kid a bath would be like no sweat at all. And so I kind of just can't wait to do it again, which is why I'd like to do it sooner than later, so that I can kind of do it fresh with everything sort of fresh in my mind. But it also, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but like the idea of starting over and like having getting pregnant, being pregnant, just feels like the longest time ever. Like <laughs> ten months is like the longest thing I could ever imagine. And and it wouldn't be like brand new. So I'm like, is it going to feel like it's just dragging its feet? I don't know. Anyway, I'm just kind of excited to jump in and do yeah. it again. That's so funny. Perhaps you and I will be pregnant together. I don't know. Because oh yeah, we we want another one. And my husband, I think, took on your role because ever since uh, Sedona was two months old, he's been like, okay, are you ready? Okay, <laughs> are you ready? And I, I remember looking at him when she was two months old and I was like, I want my business back and my body back. And then we can have a conversation. (laughs) And so, yeah. And so now she's a year and about a year and a half old. And so now it's so funny. I officially went to him and I was like, okay, are you ready? And he's like, hang on here. Can we just talk in a couple months? (laughs) 
But um, go down, Katie. Yeah, but I, I think it is like I. There is still this weird. I'm not going to call it fear, but there's a lot of unknown about like kid number two. I feel a lot more confident that like okay, I could do this. But now it's not. I have a baby and I have a business. It's called I have a toddler and a baby and a business. <laughs> right, and that's a whole different. That's a whole different adventure. So yeah, it, it's it is totally uncharted territory. And yeah, the I mean, just the toddler stage for me is totally uncharted. Rosie is like this weird kid who I, I'm pretty sure she's capable of doing all these things, but she just prefers to like sit or like chill in one spot yeah. pretty much all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not going to last forever. We had we had friends over this weekend and. And all their kids were like everywhere. And I was like, whoa, like we're going to have to like up the childproofing game at some point. But Rosie just chills. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to, I might be in for a rude awakening. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Liz, I really want to thank you so much for coming on and talking about your experience and just being really open about the good, the bad, the ugly, and this whole thing of, I don't think I have ever met beings who profoundly impress me as when I come across someone who a is a mother, but definitely also lives in this space called owning a business. Cause I think that those two, when they marry, it's just, it, it's an entirely different plane of responsibilities of expectations of personal, like forced personal growth. And I just honor every single woman who takes this on. Like we talked about so much stuff here and I had warned Liz before this interview, I was like, there's like, I want to have like a three hour conversation <laughs> with you about everything. And there's no way we're going to get into everything, but there's so much that we don't talk about that we just do because we just do it mm -hmm. and we have to do it. And that's what gets done. And it goes under the radar. And it, I'm not going to say it's not appreciated, but when you become a mom and you're running a business, like there's this other like huge wave of responsibilities and things that come onto your shoulders because of those things colliding. And so for what it's worth, I just want to honor you for taking on all of that because I have been a, a lucky girl to be part of the journey that you've had. And I think you've just done it in a, such a stellar way. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey with everyone. Oh my gosh, Katie, thank you so much. And I, I really, I just another big shout out to you because, you know, the work that we've done together has just been so great. I can't even imagine where I'd be in my mompreneur journey without having worked with you. And so I, I certainly recommend to everyone the idea of working with anyone, whether it's Katie or whether it's anybody just getting help, you know, starting a group, talking to other working moms has been so valuable for me outside of our conversations. And I've shared tidbits with them and they've shared tidbits with me. And, you know, I think that that whole idea of just finding a community and talking about it has made it so much easier and normalizing. And yeah, no, I'm so happy. So thank you, Katie, for all your help. <laughs> 